0: hello everybody well welcome to this strange zoom so as i as i mentioned before this is primarily about a kundalini practice and i'd like everybody to uh, place their attention on magali in eastern france and Magali, if you would stand She's a better model for this than me. So I'm just, just saying. Okay. <laughs> now everybody knows how to do the five Tibetans. anybody not know how to do the five Tibetans? Raise your hand. Raise your phone. If you don't know how to do the oh. five Tibetans. <laughs> All right, uh, Magali, go uh, just do the first Tibetan, please. This is the beginning of the kundalini practice there she goes round and round we go only the kundalini will ever know and come to a stop thank you thank you magadi that's the first tibetan with the first tibetan you're supposed to get dizzy allow yourself to get dizzy. You don't do a a spotting turn like a dancer does. Okay. You don't try to focus on a spot on the wall and quickly turn your head returning to that spot so that you can evade dizziness. I want you to be dizzy. It's necessary. Okay. All right. Everybody understand that. It's necessary to be dizzy. Um, Magdalene, can you uh, lower the camera a little bit so we can see uh, number two Tibetan? Thank you. Go ahead. Let's let's do the number two. This is the second Tibetan. As soon as you finish spinning 21 times to the right and you're feeling dizzy, uh, go to position five, please, Magali. Position five. Other position five. With your head, where five would be. There you go. With your head, where five would be. Okay, thank you. All right. So as soon as you feel dizzy uh, at after the 21 spins, you, you immediately sit down and do the second Tibetan. Go ahead, Magadi. This is the second Tibetan. Boom. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. So the chin goes to the chest, and the legs come up. Okay. Now you can just, you can just raise the knees if you're having a problem lifting the legs. Go ahead. And just raise the knees, Magadins. There. You, just bend the knee. There you go. Just like that. Okay. Perfect. Perfect. So that's the second Tibetan. You do that one 21 times. This takes the energy that is causing you to be dizzy. From the spin up to the second chakra, the five Tibetans are a series of pulls, where they one uh, Tibetan generates and then the other four pull it to each separate chakra. You see, you understand what I'm saying? All right. And so now we come to uh, the third Tibetan, uh, Magali. If you can put something under your knees, because I know a lot of people, you know, you know the knees can be uh, sore. So I like people to put a cushion under their knee. And as soon as you finish doing 21 of the second Tibetan, you come right in and you begin this one. Go ahead, Magun. And stop. And let's see, somebody's got their... Uh, yes. I have a
1: question and maybe this question helps relax some,
0: Magali relax
1: in. some people who is too new to the development. I'm sorry to interrupt you and could you please like, explain breathing also? What time should a person inhale and exhale when doing this? Ah. Yeah, there, there's
0: there's a certain breathing uh, technique associated with it. It's not as important as, as, you know, the yoga people would like you to think, okay? But yeah, when you, uh, so for instance, when she's lifting her leg, that's the inhale. When she sets the legs down, that's the exhale, okay? Uh, With this one, this one, the third Tibetan has its own breathing mechanism. So with the third Tibetan, uh, Magli, if you could get in position, please. Notice that her feet are not flat on the floor. Okay, notice that her hands are are behind grabbing uh, the cheek of the bottom, one cheek, you know, her side of the bottom. And so she, her she's going to bring her chin to her chest. Go ahead. And then then she's going to take a deep inhalation through the nose as she brings her head all the way back into an arch. Go ahead all the way back into an arch and then she exhales straight everybody understand that so she puts the chin on the chest and she begins to inhale through this nose all the way back and exhales straight you do that one 21 times and this moves us to the fourth tibetan And I want to thank Magali for for being our our model here. Thank you very much. (laughs) Those little silver stripes you see on her windows, those are for for the birds not to crash into the window. Okay, just an FYI. Okay, so as soon as you're done with the third Tibetan, you, you sit down immediately and notice how she's seated. Okay, Hands on the floor, on either side, legs straight out. So Magali is going to demonstrate the fourth Tibetan right now. So make sure you tune in on her picture. Get, get full screen on her picture so you see this. This can be a little complex for people. Go ahead, Magali. Go up and hold it. Boom, right there, okay? She's holding it just for us, but you don't hold it that long. Bring it down and then back into that position, and then up and then down. Breathing in as you come up and breathing out as you go down, for those who wanna pay attention to the breath. Uh, For kundalini purposes, it doesn't matter which way you breathe. Okay, you're pulling energy you're not pulling energy from the air that you breathe. You're pulling it from the first Tibetan, the spin. Okay, that's what made you dizzy. All right, thank you, Magali. And let's move on to the fifth Tibetan. Pay attention. Her feet are arched. They're not flat on the floor. Okay, she's going to bring the legs up. There you go. Triangle pose, right? And then go ahead and bring it down into that. There you go. And then down, and then up, and then down, and you do this twenty-one times. Thank you, Magdalene. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Those are the five Tibetans. Oh, when you when you when when the pelvis gets close to the floor when she's going down. Uh, you breathe in. When you're going up, you breathe out. In out in out in out. Okay, everyone now that's a part of the practice now magali if you'll sit in easy pose please cross-legged on the floor you can sit on the cushion if you wish okay and bring your your hands into the mudra and this is exactly correct she's going right into alternate nostril breathing okay so go ahead As soon as you finish the five Tibetans, you go directly into alternate nostril breathing, starting always with the left nostril open with the right nostril blocked, okay? And she'll breathe in and she'll hold and then she breathes out after switching the nostril block. You're going back and forth and back and forth. So inhalation, inhalation on the left, hold. Switch nostrils, block the other one, exhalation on the right. So you're constantly getting across. You're constantly getting across. Okay. Another indication of the importance of the cross. Okay. How do we join? You know, a lot of a lot of the senses and systems, Magdalene. You can relax just for a moment. Thank you. A lot of the systems form a cross between the right and the left side of the body the right side being sacred masculine left side being sacred feminine and so as in alternate nostril breathing you're forming a cross between the two basically joining the two together okay so not only are you stimulating the ida and the pingala with the five Tibetan or with the five Tibetans and the alternate nostril breathing, you're joining sacred feminine and sacred masculine. Very important to do. So you do this for about 12 minutes, 15 minutes, depending upon where you are with it, okay? Magali, how, how long do I have you doing it for?
2: So I do the alternate nostril breathing for uh, 15 times and then I do the pranayama for 15 minutes.
0: Okay, very good, very good, thank you. Come back into the position as you're our television model du jour. Thank you. Okay, all right. So you do the alternate nostril breathing for 15 minutes. And the next thing you do, and um, Magali doesn't know this yet, I have not given it to her yet. I've given her other things to do, but not these. The next thing uh, I want her to do is to stand up. So stand up and I want you to uh, stretch your body. Stretch your body. There you go, up like that. And then do some subtle twisting. Yeah, down forward is good. There you go, like that. Down forward, touch your toes, go in a circle. While you're down there, go you know walking there. You go all the way down, all around. This stretches the calves, other parts of the legs, um, and and it make you know if you're drunk. Well, then you're gonna fall over. So this is a good test for those of you. Okay, Magali, thank you. Just once, once around is enough, and continue to bring your hands behind your back and arch the spine forward. There you go. Head back, spine forward. Perfect. Perfect. There you go. So you stretch your your body out. Now I want you to stand up straight, Magali. I want you to bring your, I want you to go to position six. And this is only so people can see what you do with your hands. Bring your hands back and cross them behind you. Just like that now what are we doing with that well once again we're joining sacred male and sacred female together okay come to position 12 please all right well done well done now with this i'm going to have her in place run around in a circle for about 30 rotations try it magali Go to the right, just like you're spinning. On There you go. So for 30 rotations, she goes around. That's one, two, three, four, five. And go ahead and stop. And we do this 30 times, 30 times all the way around, okay? And by then, you're going to be a little bit out of breath. Now, for those of you uh, women, uh, it can get jouncy and bouncy for the chest. So if you want to wear a a sports bra while doing all these things, that's perfectly okay. Typically, I would have you do all of these nude. All of these nude. Okay, so unless you have a privacy problem, you know, I'm going to recommend this. Okay, but... Uh, if if you're on your period, and the breasts are getting heavy, whatever it may be. Don't be afraid to wear a sports bra, but that should be the only thing you're wearing. Okay. All right. So that's the first new one, and then as soon as you finish this one, I'll show you here. You begin the pat down. Pat your face, pat your neck your chest, your arms, go ahead, Magali, start your pat down, all the way down, okay? And you, you pat all the way down to your feet and then the bottoms of your feet as well. And then you work your way back up the body. And you gotta hit yourself kinda hard. <laughs> I, I know it sounds a little, slightly masochistic, but not so hard that you hurt yourself, but hard enough that you stimulate the, uh, the circulation. And this also stimulates the electrical function all the way back up. And then you keep going all the way back up, all the way back down, do this three times, at least three times, okay? So she's on her second run down and she's gonna go all the way down and you gotta lift your foot up to do the bottom of your feet. There you go, then all the way back up, okay? Everybody getting this? Everybody understanding this? Okay, all right, Magali. Thank you, thank you. That's perfect, perfect. So after you do the pat down, that's called the pat down, P-A-T-D-O-W-N. After you do the pat down, you turn the pat down immediately into a massage. So you're doing the pat down, da 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 da. And then you immediately go into a massage. And you massage from the head down, all the way down to the feet. And you work it the way Magdalene's doing it. She's going section by section. You do your breasts, you do your neck, you do your chest, you do your abdomen. You don't leave any places out, out of modesty. You touch everywhere, okay? Remember, you're alone in the room uh, without clothes, and, and you, you know, this is serving a very important purpose. So all the way up. And you do this one three times two. And you want, I want you to do it kind of hard. Don't be easy, you know. It's like with the pat down. It's the difference between this and that. I want that. same thing with with the massage you know it's not this Uh, 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 it's this (laughs) okay really dig down deep in there okay so after this after the massage you go straight into an entity removal technique okay this will be a little harder to explain Uh, Everybody has entities. Everybody has some entities that are following them, especially kundalini people. Uh, The kundalini allows this to constantly test the ethics and the morality of the individual. Uh, Someone like Magali has them embedded in her as on purpose by the kundalini, which forces her to move her practice faster. She because entities have infect not only your body, but your mind. And so she'll hear voices telling her to do terrible things or making bad commentary about me or other people in her life. And she constantly has to deflect that, constantly deflect that. So she's in, a, she's in a very, very constant state of mindfulness and a constant state of high ethic and morality, because they're constantly telling her not to be. Okay, and so anything an entity will tell you, you pretty much can, can be sure you need to do the opposite. Okay, uh, that's not 100%, but it's, it's, a, it's a standard rule. All right, and so what you do with this one is you open the legs. Go ahead, open the legs, Magali. And you reach down with your hand and you start moving entities or energetic balls out of your space. So here, let me see a bit here. Your legs are spread and you're doing this. And you're pulling entities out, out from your underarms, out from your neck, out from the top of your head, okay? You can even use your words in your own language saying, all entities are removed, all entities are removed, all entities are removed. Go between the legs, go behind the the bottom, bottoms of the feet, palms of the hand, underarms, under the chin, and most importantly, from the back of the neck, back of the neck, because that's where they'll all really like to tie in, is back of the neck, okay? And you do this one for about five to eight minutes, okay five to eight minutes. And then if your teacher is with you, uh, oops sorry, if your teacher's with you, uh, then you turn to position 12. Magali right now is in position 12. And if I ask her to go to position four, she knows where position four is. We're basically following the face of the clock. Okay. Position seven, please. Position two, please. Boom. Okay. Look at her posture. Okay. Her, Her feet are slightly spread apart. Her arms are relaxed at her side, palms forward, palms are forward, okay, and she's got an arch to her back, so she's she's bringing her heart to the divine, so it's, it's an offering of the heart, okay, and this is very important. She's looking straight ahead, uh, she's paying attention, typically I'll, I'll have her uh, do this without the hair tied back because I don't want anything you know, restrained. But right now, this is just fine. So, uh, go to position 10, please. All right, there we are. So, as you're in these positions, these are positions of surrender. So, as I said, she's arched slightly forward. She's surrendering her heart to God. Surrendering her heart to God, okay? Okay. And if, if the teacher's there, then the teacher will, will say, okay, uh, six, nine, four, three, two, one, four, seven, six, five, four, repeat, 12, one, repeat, 12, six, repeat, nine, three, repeat, things of that nature. And then you just keep repeating, going forward and back. And what is this training you to do? This is training you to follow the compulsion of your Kundalini automatically without letting any other thought intrude so if you can do a close-up of her face you can see her face is expressionless she's looking straight ahead the eyes are wide and alert and she's waiting for the next command okay now i've been considering this my kundalini gave this to me the other day uh relax magali please relax relax thank you thank you Uh, Pull the black chair over there for a second, if you will. Like, I'd be willing to, once a week, do this with all of you at the same time. Okay? All of you at the same time. And I would observe how you do this, how you're doing this. Uh, You know, I would be looking at John. Hey, John, get more entities off that neck. You know, so <laughs> I'd, I'd say Dulani, stop bending the knees so much. You know, I'd say, Elizabeth, well done. You know, things of, of that nature, uh, if you want. So you guys, because this is the first time I've done this, um, if, if you want me to to direct you in this practice, at least this part of the practice, I also add things when I'm, when as I observe people doing this, my kundalini starts to add energy into their equation. This is why when I watch, it's a different thing than when you just do it by yourself. Okay. So uh, I'm willing to to devote that amount of time uh, to your personal uh, uh, equations all at the same time. Including, you know, Suzanne, if she's on the phone. Okay, all right. So consider it. See what you think about that. Now, the next thing that I'm going to have you do... Go ahead, Magali, if you would stand. I'm going to bring you back to nature. So we just did the the turns. Okay. Now, often, uh, after you finished uh, the numbers... Either before or after you finish the numbers, the teacher will ask you, and 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 the teacher will ask you questions like, "Who are you? Who are you?" Meaning, not only who are you, but what are you? What are you? Okay, and then Magdalene's uh, typical answer will be that she is the slave. Of the kundalini, or, or and her teacher. Okay. I think that's what you say. Is that what you say, Magali? You say it in French. <laughs>
2: um, I say something that means this.
0: Okay, and this is what you would say, and this is a just this is a reaffirmation of who you are in to in relationship with your kundalini and your teacher. And we are, I, I got news for you, for some of you. We are all slaves to the Kundalini. Okay. Absolutely. Every single one of yes. us. Okay. Uh, but you might say, you know, I'm a slave to the Kundalini and my master krishna if I'm your teacher. I'm a slave to Kundalini and, and so and so, if you have another teacher, that type of thing. If you're following the chela equation okay so let's get into the chela equation Uh, right now i have two chelas here let me see three one two three four possibly five okay a chela is a sanskrit term uh that that relates to a severe a severe student this is the kind of student that would make a pilgrimage and climb up to the Himalayas or Himalayas, however you like to say that, mountain range, to find their teacher in a cave. This is the kind of person that will risk everything and anything to get this information, to bring this information into their kundalini equation. This is a chela, and so when I, when you equate chela with being a slave, it just basically says that they'll do anything that their teacher asks them to do, especially when it seems impossible, or improbable, or so strange and fantastic uh, that it's inconceivable. They will still do that that instruction. And this is why it's used with the kundalini is because so much of the kundalini can be inconceivable. You can't conceive of what the kundalini uh, will do with you within your normal socio-political, egotistical, emotional brain set, mindset. Okay? Being a chela takes you way out of that paradigm. And yet, as some of you have found out, it can be very, very, very uh, disconcerting to the ego. Okay, the ego does not like to be called a slave. It doesn't mind being called a chela because it doesn't really know what a chela is. It says, oh yeah, call me that, whatever. Chill, chela, chalkboard, fine. But slave different slave has this demeaning horrid terrible connotation of having no choice of having no options no freedom no liberty if you're in the united states or if you were raised here in the united states well it has this connotation towards the civil war that our country had 150 years ago which is really not that long ago. (laughs) Okay. And what does this do? What does being called a slave do to your egotism? What does it do, Magali?
1: Um,
2: For me, it forces me to do things that the ego would not want to do otherwise. Right.
0: Right. Which is perfect. Thank you, Magali. Which is exactly what the Kundalini wants. Okay. So, for instance, Michelle, you know, living over there in Sydney, they, got, they get snow every now and again, or so I'm told. And so that means they have these beautiful, clear pools of water. These Maybe a deep lake or two without a saltwater crocodile in it. And hopefully, without serpents around it or giant man eating spiders waiting for you. So, so with that preamble, (laughs) Michelle standing there and her Kundalini says, My child,
1: dive into the lake and breathe. Dive into the lake and
0: breathe. Breathe deeply. And have no concerns. What's your ego going to do? What's Michelle's ego? Michelle, what's your ego going to do? When when it hears that?
3: I I was traveling to the Outback. And I actually did that. (laughs) I actually dive into the lake. And uh, find out afterwards. There were crocodiles there. (laughs) Yeah. I actually did. So um but I was uh, much younger back then now I think my ego was sort of worried about um I will question if, is that lake um too deep for me to dive or is it any animals any predators mm-hmm. uh something like that
0: It's it's like hard to say in Australia because, you know, you're going to get eaten in the ocean by the white sharks. You're going to get eaten in the ocean by the saltwater crocs. You're going to get eaten on land by uh, various serpents and snakes and huntsman spiders. And I mean, you name it. I mean, either way, you're going to get eaten. So it's just, you know, you just have to choose where you want to be on the menu, I guess. Um, (laughs) But you got to remember. You got to remember, kundalini is in charge, which is why you didn't get eaten, okay? Even back then, uh, it was known that you would have kundalini. So what I'm getting at is that the the human ego will stop at doing something that it considers impossible. As a child, I was breathing underwater quite Often you know, I, I thought it was fun. Okay. And you think, well, you go, oh, you don't have gills, you know, you don't know how to fish. You know, it's like, no, you don't need gills, you don't need to figure it out at all. All you have to do is do it and trust in your case, because we're adults now, we have to trust that the Shakti will change the. The gases that make water into something you can breathe. Hydrogen, right? And oxygen. H2O. Two gases joining together, forming water. And the fish can breathe it. And all different kinds of creatures can breathe it. And that includes us. But only because you have kundalini. Now, I don't want you... Going out there like, you know, I don't want Chris to to go out there and jump in the water and take deep breaths. No, 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 no. This is not what I'm talking about. This is when the kundalini compels you to do something impossible to the ego. You do it anyway. Against what the ego thinks. Okay. You do it anyway. Anyway. Against what your egotism tells you is possible or impossible, and 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 for Michelle, you know, you know, she she's done something very quite similar, but I don't think she was taking deep breaths under the water. Were you? No. No. Oh, okay. All because
3: right. I wanted to swim because it was too hot. I was <laughs> checking for like three hours and I found this lake, and I was like, oh, perfect.
0: <laughs> yes, famous last words, right? <laughs> <laughs> but once again, you know, I, re- I, I repeat, her kundalini actually gave her clearance, or her kundalini would have stopped her from doing it. You've got to remember the intelligence of kundalini surpasses ours. We are not as smart as Kundalini, even though our egotism would like us to think so.
1: We are not as smart as our grace. So,
0: as you come into this, this part, after the numbers and you're being asked who you are. uh, I am the slave to my Kundalini. I'm a slave to uh, Master so-and-so. Okay, and it doesn't have to be a master. Somebody, you know, it can be anybody. I'm a, I'm a slave to Santa Claus, which is not bad because Santa Claus is never mind part of the Kundalini. But yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> okay, and and you say that. Well, what does that mean? What does that mean? What does it mean, Sophia, when you're a slave to Santa Claus? <coughs>
3: That you surrender your egotism, that you overcome your resistance.
0: Awesome. You and you overcome and you surrender your freedom and your choices and what and your wants and your desires. You surrender all these things because you must, you cannot hold on to these handles of egotism and why can you not do that and be successful anybody know what happens if you hold on to all these egotistical handles entities entities attach themselves to those handles for some people, these entities look like demons or, or you know, negative spirits, whatever you want to call them. They attach themselves to these egotistical handles. Okay? That's why you surrender it. Not only that, you know, people can get tied up in wanting certain things like, you know, like a Ford F-350, you know, or... Or something like that a boat or a plane or a horse or whatever it may be right people people tie themselves down with these handles so you surrender that to the kundalini you surrender that to your teacher and one of the hardest things for a person to do is surrender themselves to a flesh person that's the other reason why I like to use the word slave because it has that terrible, that terrible connotation. Okay. Surrendering yourself to a flesh person. The only time ever you would surrender yourself to a flesh person is if that person has proven themselves to have kundalini. And to have kundalini in a moral and ethical way. Okay. Moral and ethical way. And you can be sure that entities will team up and drag that person through the mud. They will write all kinds of things about that person that scare you away. But you will have to make your own determination. uh, uh, Christina, over here. She's she's the last person I had to talk to about this, you know. And I said, Christina, if you want to be my my student, I'm happy to to work with you and to teach you. But you got to know that I have a terrible, terrible reputation online.
1: And what were your thoughts, Christina? My thoughts were that. Uh... I would like to see that
3: first before I believe what is on the internet.
0: Right, and what happened when when uh, when your family found out that you were working with me?
3: Oh Jesus, that was horrible! <laughs> yeah, it was. They made it extremely hard. To date, they still make it extremely hard.
0: Right, right, right. So you know, there is. Thank you, Christina. Thank you. There is a price to pay there's there is the opportunity for incredible social injustice to occur for the teacher of kundalini because this is the highest that a person can attain while still living and breathing in a body kundalini is maha it is the ultimate power okay and so those that are charged with the task of keeping people away from Kundalini, in other words, causing them to, to, to run up against a barrier, okay, they will, they will go the extra mile, shall we say, keeping you away from somebody who's going to teach you what, what, what they've been programmed to refuse you, okay? And so you look at a lot of the religions, you know, they're set up to refuse you entrance into, shall we say, heaven or nirvana or whatever it may be. Uh, They say, oh, it's just so hard, Elizabeth McKee. You can't do it. Jolanta, don't even think about it. I know you like the idea, but oh, my gosh, it's just so hard. You can't go there. You'll go crazy. You'll go into a psych ward, you know, whatever it may be. They'll use what? Every system they can use to scare you away for, from it. But like Dr. Anthony over here, you know, as he watches the scratches go up his arm, he's going, well, you know, maybe I don't have a choice. <laughs> maybe I don't have a choice. I've got to go here. And I've got to let my fears of this go. I've got to let uh, my my uh, my astonishment go i've just got to accept it i've got to surrender to this and allow this to occur and, and and he's done that to a degree he's done that and with that little mustard seed of effort he has created some really fantastic things like a like a building in a you know, in his city, he bought the whole block. You know, through his investment uh, process on 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 the, I guess Wall Street, and through his, his Kundalini, uh, giving and compelling him to put together a healing center for people. He's doing it. He's in the process. The, the city council love him. <laughs> so that little mustard seed of effort caused what he's doing right now to affect so many different people and he also rescues dogs and you know he does a lot of really positive positive things in this world so of course kundalini would be behind that you want to add something Dr. Anthony well <clears throat> it's it's a real challenge and it's in progress. I think it might be a year before I get the building going. Uh, yeah. Right now we're, we're, I'm just trying to get the, the uh, permission from the city to build a transitional living center. And, right, uh, right, right. Involved. So nobody, nobody said it would be an overnight thing. And, and just like the Kundalini is not an overnight thing either. Mm-hmm. But you've done well with the little tiny piece of effort that you've had to give. And I use that as an example that as you give yourself and you give your life over to the direction of Kundalini, fantastic things will happen for you. And so when you're standing there in front of your teacher, in front of God by yourself, and you say, I give, I have a slave to Kundalini, be happy that you are that because nobody else even knows about it. Certainly not the MDs. Certainly not the psychiatrist. Dr. Anthony's a psychiatrist. His, his colleagues don't know. They just tell him, don't speak. Don't uh, don't know. Don't bring that up. No, that's not good for the career. Don't bring that up. That's true. That's true. <laughs> Some of you are therapists yourselves. And I'll count you. Don't bring it up to your colleagues because they don't want to know. Okay, if it if it was something that they wanted you to, to talk about, they would have put it in the manual of whatever kind of therapist that you are. Okay. But nobody puts it in the manual. <laughs> Even in the Merck manual, and it, you know, in, in the the uh, I think they got a they have categorizations of psychosis and and uh you know it's called uh uh what is it uh some sort of a religious disorder, uh, a, 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 a Jesus mindset or something of that ma- nature. I mean, uh, some of you know the names of it, but, it, you know, you just don't want to bring it up because it won't help your career unless, unless you become a kundalini therapist. And when that happens, then it's not you that's the therapist. It's your kundalini you take the back seat kundalini takes the front seat okay this is what i do okay so you're standing up there and you're saying i'm the slave to kundalini i'm a slave to santa claus um and then the, the teacher if, if they know what they're doing they'll ask you they'll say well What does that mean? What does that mean that you're somebody's slave? Who gave you permission to be anybody's slave? Go ahead. Answer that question, Magali.
2: It means I am his property.
0: Property. And, And what does that mean?
2: He can do whatever he wants to do with me.
0: And then, you know, what are the limitations?
2: There are no limitations.
0: Right, right. This is for your grace. And this is from your grace. So this in itself is part of the practice that exercises the lack of egotistical control over your life. How you think about your life, how you feel about your life, uh, who gets credit for your life. It all is about the kundalini, not about you. What happens to you in this is you become a physical reflection of divinity. That's a big deal. So right after that, you finish that up. Then I have you go ahead and stand, uh, Magali, please. So we finish that up. And I say, uh, round the clock. So she goes round the clock. Go ahead, go round the clock. Mm. Round the clock. And uh, typically three times. So that's enough though, for they, they, they can see what that is. Uh, and then I have you do the touch mantra with the mantra. Now, if you have a mantra that you like to use and you use that mantra, uh, but what you do, and, and I'll go ahead and, and have Magali demonstrate it. Go ahead and demonstrate it. You don't have to shout out the mantra. Just say it normally. So you touch, you start with the top of the head, the crown. Okay. You touch your face. You touch your nose. You touch your ears, your chin, your neck, your chest, your arms, under your arms, down the abdomen, just like Magali's doing. And at the same time, you turn slightly. To the right. You're always turning to the right. Every movement that we make in this practice is turning to the right. Okay? So she's touching everywhere. She's saying her mantra over over and over. Okay? And I'm going to wait till she comes around to... uh, Position 12, and position 12. Thank you, Magali. Now this next thing is really important. And you have to understand that these moves were given by Kundalini to do. The pat down, the the massage, uh, all these different moves are from grace. Okay, I'm not looking them up in a comic book or scouring the web for certain movements for people to make. This next move is called a Shakti dance with the mantra. Now, the Shakti dance with the mantra, when you have the Kundalini come to you, uh, early in your process, you may feel a need to do this with your arms. You can't really see it. Back up. You're doing this. And she'll have you come down in these specific forms am i right babina do you have you seen that before felt that
1: i have not seen it but i um i feel guided to do it yeah (laughs) like this yeah some people yeah yeah. i've had it i've (laughs) had it (laughs) (laughs) okay
0: (laughs) so this is the shakti dance (laughs) with the mantra (laughs)
4: i've had it I, I i at first i didn't know what, <coughs> where this was coming from
0: okay. awesome awesome so that's that's uh that's part of these movements now everybody i want you to lift yourself up from your laptop or your phone now look at my hands So your hand is constantly touching the other hand at first. And then raise your hand up. Now, those of you that are feeling the Kundalini right now, what does she do? How does she make you feel? Tie into your grace right now. And she will guide your hands. And there's no set parameter. I mean... You know, pretty soon your hands will part, but the movements will keep happening, keep happening. And then what you're going to do, because you're standing and you're doing this, right? Once again, you're going clockwise. Okay. And you'll start moving the hips. Moving the hips as you do this. Moving the hips around. Okay, it's really, come on, you guys, stand up. Jeez Louise, lazy people. (laughs) I'm just kidding. (laughs) So you're doing this and you're you're moving the hips. Now you can do the hips side to side like a Hawaiian dancer. You can do that. Uh, Show us the side to side movements, uh, Magali, like a Hawaiian dancer. Try to be a little more expanded with it. Okay, exactly, exactly. This is part of what formed those hula dances, those Hawaiian hula, hula dances, okay? They had the kundalini directing them. Thank you, Magli. Thank you, everybody. That is the next area. And you do this for around seven to eight minutes, okay? Then you come down to the floor. You come back down to easy pose. Everybody is, it's your legs crossed and you're just kind of sitting up. Go ahead and show us easy pose, Magali. Thank you for being our model. Thank you. That's not easy pose there, honey. You got to cross your legs. There you go. Okay. So you come back down to easy pose and if your teacher is with you or you have a statue of the Shakti or... You have a, a, uh, uh,
1: what is that thing I gave you called Sophia?
0: Ankh, if you have an ankh, uh, a picture of an ankh or something like that, stare at that picture. Stare at the picture of the Shakti, Uh, stare at that. And give yourself to that. If you have a teacher, stare at your teacher, give yourself to your teacher. Okay. And just keep your eyes open. Open your eyes wide. Now, when I say open your eyes wide, here's 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 my normal eye diameter, right? So normal, la, 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 driving the car, you know, I'm looking around.
1: Uh, and then here's the kind of wideness that I'm talking about. Like that, okay? So your consciousness falls out of your eyes. <laughs> the consciousness <laughs> falls out of your eyes.
0: That's the egotism falling out of your eyes. Your eyes can c- control your behavior. When you, when you widen your eyes... Your consciousness, the ego consciousness, can literally fall out. Very, very important to know that. Okay, that's another tool for you to to break away from egotistical programming. But if you're not careful, that tool can work against you. So if you're watching television and you're doing this, well, you're accepting those programs buy this toothpaste or drink this beer or whatever it may be, right? All right. So you do that for about eight minutes, okay? And then you get onto your hands and knees. Magali, on the hands and knees, please. Position 10, please, on on the carpet. I I want your knees uh, cushioned. Okay, everybody look. This is this is the next position. This puts your hands, your knees, your feet in touch with the earth. Now, I suggest you do all these practices outside if you can be private outside. If you can't, then you do them inside. Either way, it's all connected to the world. It's all connected to the earth. And this is a great grounding technique, okay? And what you do is you give yourself to your kundalini. You give yourself to the teacher. It's a constant level of surrender. Constant level of surrender. Once you come down in the last pose, where you're in easy pose, giving yourself, these are all levels of surrender. These are all levels of surrender. Over and over and over. Just different manifestations of surrender. And you can come down onto your forearms. Go ahead, Magali, come down to your forearms. And and you can actually do some uh, prostrations if you feel compelled to do prostration. Okay, any questions about any of this? Have a seat in the black chair, Magali. Please, thank you for being our model and everybody for Magali for, for doing this. Thank you very much. Thank you. Questions, comments, complaints, concerns? How many
3: times a day are you doing this? These
0: once, once a day. Once. Okay. You could do it twice a day, you know, um, but yeah, typically once a day. Holly, how does this rest with you?
2: Um, good. I'm. I'm just afraid I'm not going to remember all of them.
0: Yeah. Well, we're recording this, so.
2: Okay. Are some? Are we going to post it soon, and I can just rewatch it?
0: Well, what we're going to do is is I'm going to video somebody doing it. And then you can just kind of follow from their video what they're doing.
1: Okay. Okay. Thank you.
0: You're welcome. You're welcome. Anybody else?
1: I don't have a mantra or I don't know. You're talking about. I give
0: give myself to my Kundalini. I give myself to my Kundalini. If you have a teacher, then I give myself to Santa Claus. (laughs) Or Mrs. Claus. Yes, Radu.
4: What about meditation?
0: Meditation where, does is, that, uh, meditation. where does it
1: come into this?
0: Meditation is part of it. That's more a part of the the first half. Okay, where you're doing yeah, the alternate that, nostril breathing and then you go into a okay. meditation right after the alternate nostril breathing.
4: Yeah, because I, I got the. Uh, the idea that uh, all the things described by Magali, uh, by you and then uh, exemplified by Magali, um, were to be done in succession.
0: Um, well, there is there is a space for the meditation right after you do the alternate nostril breathing. And then there's another... And we'll, we can go ahead and show them that, but it's hard to show compression prayer. Because compression prayer involves the mixture of prayer and alternate nostril breathing so suffice to say and i'll get into that in uh if you guys want uh suffice to say after you do the alternate nostril breathing you go straight into easy pose or full lotus or half lotus whatever you feel like and you can do your meditation for about 21 minutes now when you have the kundalini she's going to want you to meditate for. Hours and hours and hours, sometimes six hours a day, she'll put you in meditation. And so you have to be aware of that aspect of it. And if she wants you to put you into meditation. Well, that's what you do. Okay. But when she doesn't have you go into the meditation, you can do this. Now, your kids can do this too. Your husband, your wife can do these things. Uh, they're not harmful in any way shape or form even the shakti dance not harmful at all okay this is a rated g for general audiences (laughs) program okay (laughs) so so yeah ready
4: i I have one more question so um, for the last i don't know four five years something like this i have been I have been getting these messages that I need to meditate. It's one of the things that I I must do in order to evolve. I don't know. Uh, it's true. Yeah, yeah, but I because of my past lifestyle or my current lifestyle, I I rarely get the 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 disposition to to meditate. Like uh, I'm very easily distracted Uh, my thoughts are racing any tips from any of you guys about how to do a certain meditation because apart from some guided meditations you know i searched on youtube or something like this i never quite did uh, a proper you know silent meditation by my own Um, every time i try to do that after a few minutes, like at most ten minutes, I would get bored or lose focus or feel that I I cannot I cannot go on board. Well, but
0: there there are different types of me- there are different types meditation. of meditation. Okay, you can do yeah, a running exactly. medit you can do a running meditation. Okay, you can do a stillness meditation.
4: What I found to be use uh, I don't know easier for me is breathing meditation or something like this yeah the, a lot I of the masters
0: a lot of the masters will tell you to follow the breath now that's actually quite easy uh, and you can do that and, and I'll, I'll show you right now how to do it but it's not going to help you <laughs> i'll show you you lock your fingers right you sit kind of straight but not too straight You drop your chin slightly and you breathe through your nostrils and you're not directing which passage the air goes up. You're just breathing through your nostrils. Now, if your nostrils are plugged up, like say you have an allergy or something like that, purse your lips like you're whistling and breathe that way. And the sound that the air makes going into your nostrils or through your pursed lips will sound
1: like the ocean. And you breathe that in. Slowly, languoriously, and then you exhale.
0: And you don't, you're not trying to hold your breath. Alive. There's no struggle here. <laughs> okay. There's no, if you're breathing just through your nose, you just. And it sounds like the surf of the ocean. It's very pleasing. It's very pleasant. It's very easy to drift off into a meditation with that. Okay. That's one way. Another way is to darken the room slightly. And. Sit on the floor on a cushion. Uh, but but I want your back kind of like up against the wall if you have the if you're not able to keep your back in a natural S curve. Uh, light a candle, put it on a table a few feet away, and you can do what they call a Trataka meditation with the candle. Trataka, T-R-A, T-A-K-A, Trataka meditation. Okay. And you can do that. Um, For stillness meditation, following the breath is a good way. Because the breath will condition your mind. Okay, But you can also do a mantra meditation. I I give myself to my kundalini. 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 Over and over and over you go. And she starts to rock your spine like she's rocking my spine right now. I give myself to my Kundalini. I give myself to my Kundalini. Sometimes she'll have you go side to side like a cobra. I give myself to the Kundalini. I give myself to my Kundalini. Over and over and over you do this. And that's another good, excellent meditation. Pretty soon though, unless you're doing a running meditation or a swimming meditation. uh, And, you know, Magali does uh, uh, exercise-based meditations, right? When you're swimming, you say the mantra when you're swimming, right? Magali, yeah. (laughs) You got to nod the head or do something. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Yes, I was uh,
2: nodding the, the head. Yes, I do.
0: Yeah, so you'll swim for like an hour and a half, saying a mantra meditation as you swim, right? Yeah. Does you do you find that helps you?
1: <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um,
2: well, actually, I didn't enjoy it very much, to to tell the truth, but. The few times when i didn't say the mantra i think i was kind of missing it mm-hmm. uh it's like i wanted to say it or to, to to keep my mind busy or yeah
0: good 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 okay well there you have it there you have it so that's another meditation option that, that a person has uh, there's also the walking meditation, where you're just walking slowly forward, and you're not. You can say the mantra, you can do the breathing, uh, but you can begin to to breathe in your world. You breathe the world in, you give it the love of grace from your heart, and you exhale that love into the world. Okay, so that's kind of a walking earth healing meditation there's so many that you can do radu but the deal is you've got to sit down and do
1: it it's not going to do you until you do it
0: (laughs) you've got to find the patience you've got to find the determination you've got to find the the self-correction where you can set oh okay it's it's meditation time i'm going to put in an hour out of the twenty four i'm going to put an hour into this, and that's what you do and if the if the uh If the stillness meditation is the hardest one for you, that's the one you focus on. This was always something that constantly she did to me in my early stages. Um, if I lost count of a certain thing, I had to start back to one. So if I, you know, I'm doing my spins and I lost count of my spins, I had to go back to one and spin all over. <laughs> she's, she's not, you know, she's not easy on you, because she knows that we're basically in our society these days, lazy, <laughs> lazy people. <laughs> So she's not so easy on the lazy people. No. <laughs> so, so that was my experience with it. Um, so yeah, after you do the alternate nostril breathing, you can add a 21-minute meditation. And I say 21 because of that sacred number, 12 and 21, sacred numbers. Okay. All right. Anybody else have questions, comments, concerns, queries? Buster. Yes
2: can i ask uh, actually you're saying that after the uh, uh, nostril breathing we're doing meditation and then we are doing everything that you explain now today
0: yeah the stretch you stand up and stretch and then you you do the 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 jump turns with the your hands crossed behind your back then you do the pat down then you do the massage then you do the anti entity then you go around the face of the clock then you you tell the shakti how much you know who you are how you are what you are why you are Uh, then you go into the touch mantra then you go into the shakti dance with the mantra then you come down into easy pose and you give yourself to your shakti once again and remember all of these now are about surrender manifestations of surrender and then from the shakti or, or from giving yourself in easy pose, you're on your hands and knees, uh, giving yourself to the kundalini continuously. I give myself to the kundalini. I give myself to my teacher. Whatever it may be for you, that's what you do.
1: <coughs>
2: and then another practices with picture or, or uh, crawling those are, those
0: are Those are devotional practices now you guys want to get into devotional? I don't think... uh, How many here are doing devotionals? One, two, three, four. So most people here aren't doing devotionals. so, So we'll skip that. Unless you guys want to learn. I mean, who wants to learn about a devotional? One, two yeah okay, so not not a lot of interest there. <laughs> All right. any uh, yes Radu.
4: It was by by popular request. I see a lot of people being interested in devotional. Uh,
0: I didn't see anybody raise I their hand. I saw, I saw two people raise their hand. No, it
4: was much more than that
0: was it really who wants to learn about devotionals one Isn't
1: two three four two. five okay fine. <laughs> okay
0: well i don't want people to fall asleep i mean it's you know it's it's early morning in australia right now and you know i don't want them to fall asleep all right devotionals are based very simple uh you can use an ak, you can use the, the face of a, like Yogananda or Jesus or whoever you want to use. Uh, Buddha, your teacher, if you have a teacher, you take a, you know the picture of them, and you're on your hands and knees and you just stare at them and you say, "I give myself to my Kundalini." Kundalini, not the teacher. Kundalini, because you're already looking at the teacher. so the gift. Of sight is already being given, the vision is already being given, so now you're giving yourself to the Kundalini in the teacher, and sometimes you want to separate that that's fine sometimes it's just it's automatic you, you know you don't you don't have to separate them at all okay that's one devotion, another devotion is uh. <laughs> another form of devotion is uh, like if you have the teacher in front of you you're doing things for the teacher right you're fixing the tea if if you follow the Tibetan practices uh, you'll fix your teacher the tea you'll you'll put his or her shoes on you you know things of that nature okay um, in in other words you're serving that, person's grace you're not serving that person The person can tie their own shoes but you're serving the grace that is coming through that person and it's a very real deal it's a very real thing you feel it tremendously okay especially when you have the kundalini already in activation okay you don't have to have the spinal sweep to feel this After you have the spinal sweep, well, you can definitely feel it. But after the spinal sweep, you'll be feeling other things at the same time. And uh, your job will be to be able to differentiate.
1: Pulling singularity out of unity. Put it that way. So devotion can be incredibly important
0: and for the private students they all do devotion. Everybody gets to do devotion. Some of them will do prostration devotions.
1: Who knows how to do a prostration? Sophia, can you do a prostration? Alexander? I'm don't, not sure maybe. Don't say maybe. yes if you don't know.
0: I'm not sure I don't... i I showed a few i think magali have you done a prostration
4: is it uh like
0: yeah 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 like
4: that like you put your head
3: down on the floor
0: Uh uh-huh go straight yeah and then you take a step forward and you do the whole thing Mm -hmm. over again take another step forward do the whole thing Mm -hmm. over again we have people here in the united states that are doing prostrations to christ in uh, a part of new mexico called chamayo in chamayo new mexico they will do these uh, prostrations for miles and miles until they reach the chapel in chamayo and what this is it's an it you guys want to hear about this it does have kundalini connotation for thousands of years, the the Native Americans in the Chamayo region of New Mexico went to a certain part of the land where they could lay on that land and receive healing. They for them it was receiving healing from the earth spirits or the earth gods, right? And so they would they would submerge themselves in the soil, in the, it's kind of a sandy soil. And uh, they would receive healings there. Well, when, when the Spanish came in the 15th century, the yeah, in the 1500s, uh, they were looking for gold, okay? And they came up into the Chumayo area and some of them were injured. Some of them had you know malnutrition. They were depleted physically in some ways and they were guided by the Native Americans to lay down in the soil. And received the healing. And it worked. They were healed. And they were so astonished by this. That they put up a chapel and consecrated it to Christ immediately. Okay. An adobe chapel. I, I don't know if that original adobe is still standing. But what happened was. <laughs> word started to spread. And then. The people that had incurable diseases would prostrate themselves from like 180 miles away, and they would prostrate that slow, like Babina and I were discussing, uh, all the way to Chamayo, all the way, and
1: then give themselves... Bliss bliss. (sighs) Sorry about that. Uh, I'm the only one I know that resists
0: bliss. (laughs) Okay. All right. They would give themselves to the to the force of Christ or the Kundalini you know, a rose by any other name still smells like a rose. So, so that's the story of Chimayo. I've been there a, a couple of times and it's, 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 a nice area. It's a nice space. If you ever make it to the United States and you're doing your tour of the national parks or things of that nature, nature, uh, go to Chimayo, take your kids to, Chim, to Chimayo. Uh, it's got a little kind of village around it. Uh, it's, Uh, economically, it's not, you know, the highest uh, in the world. And it's not that well-known. Even those words spread, it's not that well-known, but people still come there with cancer. They come there. I'm sure they came there for COVID, you know, all of these different things. Okay. So, yeah, when I had Christine and Magali uh, come over here, I suppose we could have gone to Chamayo, but uh, we had other places to go like Yogananda's ashrams and you know all of these things. So, uh, so there you have it as, as far as that goes, that type of a thing. And that's a real deal. That is a real, the word convocation comes to me, but that's not the right word. It's a real upwelling of grace from the earth
1: and science will never accept it. Never accept it. They'll just say,
0: oh, it was just a spontaneous recovery. Well done. <laughs> so, which is fine. Which is fine. We, we don't need the ego you know, to, to, to get in, infatuated with it. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Chamayo, New Mexico. Look it up. C-H-A-M-A-Y-O. C-H-A-M-A-Y-O. Chamayo, New Mexico. Entiendes la palabra de español no necesario? You don't need to speak Spanish. <laughs> you can speak English. <laughs> All right. Any questions, comments, concerns, queries? Michelle, how are you doing with all this?
3: Yeah, no, I'm doing... um, I'm just um, thinking about uh, starting a morning uh, routine. Um, I was doing the Tibetan rites, um, but I started... I actually have a a book here. Yeah. Um, And I'll just add those that you... That Magali done it before. I'll just add to my practice.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's basically, did, and it did. Now they have 108 Tibetans. You don't need to do those. Yeah. These was, oh, go ahead.
3: Oh, sorry. Uh, what you're saying about devotion and prostration, uh, 2014, I went to Bhutan and uh, I visited a place called the Tiger's Nest, which is a it's like a monastery on the top of the mountain.
0: Of course you did.
3: Course yes. You did. And I saw this I saw this um, man prostrating from the bottom to the top. And that would take him like two weeks. He was prostrating in devotion.
0: Yeah, this is a real thing. And it does work, by the way. Prostrating your way to the mm-hmm. top of the mountain, as the the gentleman did uh, in front of Michelle, but also doing the you know the the pilgrimage in uh, chamayo and a lot of there's another Christian pilgrimage that goes across the Pyrenees and into Portugal. I forget what they call that. Uh, anybody know? Santiago de
3: Compostela.
0: That one. They prostate doing that one too okay there are places in brazil where prostration is happening as well i forget uh we didn't prostrate so much at john of god's um that was more of a harvesting which was fine which is good it was a good thing uh but it yeah it wasn't like a prostration but they have other ones in in brazil where you do the prostration um, i'm sorry the bliss throws me a little bit for a loop because it hits me really really hard really strong (sighs) so michelle we were talking with you so yeah this will be an additional practice Uh, tag it on to your five tibetans the book you have isn't really from peter kelder i don't think is it it's somebody else interpreting what Peter Kelder wrote, or is it Peter Kelder? I can't see it. Christopher Killam, yeah, he he didn't really write; he interpreted uh, from the original book, which was by Peter Kelder. And I think he adds stuff to it. But you know, I, I guess if he's just doing the fundamental movements, I don't see any harm in that. Does um, it similar to what I was just showing you? Yes. Ah, good 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 so so that's what you do ladies and gentlemen all right now uh uh, what time is it there christina it's a quarter to five quarter
3: to
0: five so it's quarter to seven where michelle is uh about to start your day so is it a work day today christina say no no it's not (laughs) a <laughs> it is. Go to yeah. sleep, my dear. Go to sleep. Go to sleep. Okay. Mich- Mich- Michelle, as as you as you see fit. I know you have clients to, to work with. So, anybody else? Uh, any other questions, uh, comments, or concerns? I'll be happy to answer them. Now's the time.
3: In if regards to the sorry, yes. in regards to the bliss.
0: Um, to the swing. Yeah.
3: In regards to your bliss that you just had it before. Yeah. I just felt it here. Is is that how it works?
0: You just felt my bliss? You, you felt my bliss?
3: I felt something. Yes,
0: that's how it works.
3: <laughs> I
1: felt it too.
3: <laughs> I felt it and my heart start like...
0: How come you didn't like double over in bliss? <laughs> it's yeah no it uh, it that's that's exactly how it works that's, it. that's exactly how it works I don't uh, I don't control it I mean I she allows me to control it to some degree um, but she's teaching me the appropriate ways to control it. so I'm looking at Tulani right now right so I'm just looking at Tulani and then I go behind him now I'm looking at the back of his head And she shows me where I can insert a level of energy or healing or take something out that is not helping him. It must always, always, always be for the betterment of the individual. You never get to do this if you're trying to hurt someone or manipulate them for your own egotistical ideals, right? So right now I'm looking at Bruno and I'm, seeing what his equation is showing me and i look at babina right now and i can see what's happening with her but you don't necessarily like shout it out to the world you know this is this is sacred stuff this is it's not it's not so personal i'm not watching her do anything really personal i'm just i'm seeing what the equation is showing And what I'm being allowed to see. So Michelle, for you, I'm not looking at you that way right now. But I am being compelled to let you know that you can do this within your own therapeutic practice. This is not Reiki. This is not in any way an infectious energetic practice. Except when you tune into to someone like me. And then only if you're Kunalina, like Michelle and, and, and Babina and I think John, some, a couple of other people felt the bliss when it came. Okay. So that's strictly through the allowance of your own grace. Okay. She made it so that you can feel it. And she also made it so that you could feel it around the subject that we were discussing, which is prostration.
1: And I feel it coming again. Can you feel that, ladies? Can you feel that, gentlemen?
0: The warmth in the heart, the expansion of the heart. The need to want to sob, to cry, the eyes welling up, the nose getting a little stuffy. Okay, it stopped, It stopped. Um, but that's how it works, Michelle, you're right on target. You're right on target. And uh, I have another student who isn't here right now. She's in India and uh, she's starting to have this, these bliss moments or these moments of like, I can only call it bliss and people are coming to her for healing. So Michelle, That may start happening with you, too. If you follow these teachings and you incorporate them into your life, any and all of you, you'll start attracting people to you. And you must, you must accept that responsibility. I'm I'm not kidding. You must accept the responsibility of letting grace pour into them through you. Magdalene, Magali, she goes up in front of people, you know, every work day. She stands up in front of however many people. And I've told her since we started that she is a conduit of grace. She's there teaching them French. She's there teaching them English. But that's only a small part of what is happening when they sit in front of her and listen to her voice and, and communicate with her presence. Alexander, he works at a gas station in Germany. Same thing. Those people come up, they throw stuff on the counter. How much? You know? <laughs> and, and he answers it blithely, you know, how many is like five euros, whatever it is, right? And they partake of his grace without even
1: knowing it, okay? Same thing happens with all of you. This is why mindfulness is so important. This is why you. This is why you self correct.
0: This is why you self correct towards mindfulness, towards the gift of grace within you, being given into those that stand in front of you. I don't care if it's 100,000 people. Grace has no parameters. There's no limitation on what she can affect. You could do stadiums of people without running, ever running even close out of energy. Because grace is, you know, this is why they call it the infinite. Because it is infinite in its presence and its application of presence
1: understand everybody clear on that yes
0: bruno as you eat your banana and your mouth is full and you want to ask a question go ahead
1: <laughs> it's a pineapple <laughs> <laughs> I, was <kidding>. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I was wondering uh, you mentioned that the prostration that it really works uh, what do you mean with it working
0: <laughs> it really works in the way that it brings the presence and the tactility of the presence of divinity within you and it's just as you know as radu was was talking before uh prostration is is like a compression prayer of movement and meditation mixed so does anybody here know how to prostrate can somebody show me a prostration don't make me prostrate (laughs) Magali show me a prostration please (laughs) Look at that beautiful flat. She has so much space. Look at that. Isn't that nice? Okay, no, no, no. No, honey. Well, okay. That's a plot prostration. So you start from a standing position, like this. Standing like this. Bring your hands up, hun, between your chest, middle of your chest. Look, look, right here, look, look what I'm doing. Ah, there you go. Okay, now for kundalini, you always do this. You're at the heart, you're at the mouth, because, well, I'll explain that later. You come to your forehead and you open. Okay, that's the kundalini, okay. And then you
1: come back up, come back to your heart, come down to your knees, Open your arms. Come down to your hands. And bring your head
0: down to the to to the ground. You're, you're all the way down. There you go. No, no, no. Honey. Well, you can do it that way. But you need to you need to extend out so your tummy's on the floor.
1: There you go. And then you just do the reverse, standing up.
0: I'll suggest all of you do this. Here, let's all do it. We'll all do it together. Come on. Come on. Get up. Get up. Lazy, lazy, lazy people. All right. (laughs) I don't know. Where am I at? Oh, there I am. Okay. Okay. All the way back here. Go ahead and follow along with me. I'll go slow. Oh my god. So this is a slightly this is a, this is a slightly different prostration than I give a video on. I do have a video of prostrations on YouTube. Okay. Either one you can do. The one that I give on YouTube is pretty much a standard one. Uh, the one that I just showed you was a Kundalini one. OK All right.: Questions, comments, concerns, concerns?
1: And after you lay down, you just stand back up, up again and start all over.
0: Left first, then right leg, then you're up. There's a saying in the, in, in the Western world it's called "Ladies." first so you open the door for the lady you know ladies first right that goes back to the kundalini it's the sacred feminine that activates first sacred masculine joins later okay she is the one who gets dealt with first so you always kind of remember that in your in your movements and what you do certainly within your kundalini practice left leg first left arm first left nostril first that's the one you see i didn't make this up <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> this is the original plan okay this is why women are so stepped on so hard in our in our world because they
1: have the first power They have the first power. But get that, you guys understand that?
0: Ladies first, that's why they're created in a way uh, that they cannot protect themselves as well.
1: They must be protected. You understand? That's
0: the equation. It's going to come. That's the allegiance. That's the formula. Okay. That's why I can lift
1: a car, but only if she needs to get out from under it. You understand? You know, it's a planet of challenges.
0: And most men don't understand this these days. This has been a forgotten thing. Your husbands will not know this. The husbands, you know, it's, you know, women are there to make children with and cook me my pasta and give, you know, rub my feet when I come home from work. They're there to serve me.
1: Well, it's actually the opposite. It's the opposite.
0: And women, through their consciousness and through the openness they have to their emotions and, and to their heart chakra, they have an, enough compassion to just simply want to share the power. They just want to share. They want husband and wife to be
1: equal. Okay, and it's through that love and through that compassion sacred masculine joins here boom human divinity the
0: human divine the equal sharing of grace okay but in our you know in our society there's no such thing as that um if you if you you know if you If you don't follow the steps that people have been conditioned to follow, then they resent you and and, uh, you're not taught to protect. See, I was taught never, ever, ever hit a girl. Never hit a girl. Ever. Okay. I was taught that from a very young age. And I follow that advice. But I extend it even further. You know, I'll step in. Where it's none of my business, <laughs> and say, "Don't hit that girl." <laughs> she may be even at fault, but you don't hit sacred feminine. You don't harm her, and you don't hurt sacred masculine either. I'm, I'm not, but I'm just kind of giving you a an understanding of the original equation. Why? men are the way they are physically, why women are the way they are physically.
1: Why they're the ones that handle reproduction. Gestate the children. Just the way you are being gestated right
0: now by Shakti. Right now. You think you're in a world where you're in an embryo that's shaped like a world that has certain characteristics of a world. But the embryo is a divine embryo. And it's not until you have the sweep that you truly get reborn. Most people aren't going to have the sweep. It takes a while. They have to gestate longer. And we're talking a gestation of tens of thousands of years. You look at the Sumerian kings list, you ever hear of that Sumerian king's list? The Sumerians were a type of human that had extensions uh, that we don't currently have—extensions into into life and the understandings of life and the the mixing of spirit and life and. A Sumerian king would live for like, I think, 130,000 years. We're lucky to get away with 100 years. And then we're all dried up like a prune and we can't move anywhere. (laughs) But the Sumerian kings and the Sumerian peoples themselves didn't have those blockages. What has happened that has caused us to lose all this? What What's happened, um, Elizabeth, what's happened? I don't know. Um, no, that's an honest answer. Yeah. What yeah. has happened, uh, Jolanta? What's happened? You don't know either. Sophia, you're a pretty smart lady, What what's happened? No, one word or two words we have for, we have forgotten three words we have
1: forgotten the truth of who we are they had kundalini their kundalini surrounded them
0: supported them and they supported the kundalini same same with uh, the atlanteans and some of the other mythical civilizations that we have had Current scientific understanding is about the lowest rung on the ladder as you can get. Okay. Kundalini is maha and it's infinite, and so are the people who have it.
1: Right. The falling from Eden is uh, Bruno's, or yeah, Bruno's saying that. Okay. So think about that what you
0: actually have going on inside you right now. Why Michelle wasn't
1: eaten by a crocodile. Why I didn't drown when I was breathing underwater. Think about it. And let's not
0: take flying and levitation out of the equation or psychometry or teleportation or... Mm -hmm telepathy or moving objects with a force that cannot be seen or as Saint Teresa of Avila would do uh, starting fires everywhere just because she was meditating
1: these are kundalini people my friends this is what you have and all you have to do is focus on it
0: daily and she will reach into your life and she will help you in so many different ways. But you've got to find the time and have the discipline to communicate directly with her. And this is through
1: prayer, meditation, and as we've learned today, prostration. Master Chris, yes. can yes. just saying to your Kundalini how much you love
3: the Kundalini and you like as that part of your meditation, is that also a form
1: of
0: prostration? Yes, yes. that's actually devotion.
1: Yeah, you can do a devotional prostration for sure. Okay. Now,
0: if there are those of you here that are really fixated on your religion, right? Let's just say you have a religion that you really like, you really agree with, the kundalini will travel to you through that religion. It happens to Christians all the time. Saint uh, Saint Francis of Assisi, a Christian. Um, you know, most of the saints that I mention are Christian saints, although, you know, you have Yogananda, you have... Uh, Uh, you have the the hindu saints are numerous there's more hindu saints than christian saints (laughs) you know i mean seriously seriously this is not unknown to the populations it's just not focused on within the populations and they don't want you to focus on this the powers that be do not want you to be kundalini activated And there's a reason for that that's scary as heck and I'm not going to tell you.
1: Some truths shouldn't be spoken. But it all serves your grace. All of it
0: serves your grace. Even the scary parts. Okay. Now some of you are coming into levels of hardship right now. Some of you have had people abuse you, people steal from you to the point where, you know, you don't have any other recourse, but you have to start working again. Sabina, you go get your child. Don't you worry about it. You're most welcome. You're most welcome. Some of you are coming into these difficult areas and I just want to tell you to trust Trust your grace. She will show you the right place to go, the right job to get, the right place to live.
1: Do not accept any level of fear from anyone. Are we clear on that, ladies and gents? All right. Question.
0: All right, I'm scanning my screen here. Well then, if there are no more questions, I would like to say thank you for joining me with this Zoom. Uh, For the new ones, thank you for taking the, the time, okay, making the effort. I'll see you soon. Good night, everybody.